Yeah, okay. So I think last time we ended off with, uh, we were discussing the um, the use of martial as a um, a way of either keeping ideas out of the hands of people who aren't ready for them, right? Um, or as ways of portraying certain um, events, you know, giving a, a sense of what of what was really occurring that you couldn't describe simply with the um, literal description, like the uh, the guy who went into the broke the, the ice and went into the pit and fought the lion, right? So those really represented, or Alicia with the with the kids and the and the bear, they re- represented a. Uh, there, there were there were events that you have to portray the impact and the and the uh, you know the depth and uh, all of that um, all of the attending attributes. It's hard to convey that with a simple uh, literal description. So sometimes you need muscle for that as well, right? So that was basically we had, we had two 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 plus two reasons so far, right? To and these are the things that Ram mentions to keep ideas out of people out of the hands of people who aren't ready for them, and also sometimes, like we're saying, to uh, convey certain um, uh, content that um, that really needs a muscle to to uh, bring it to the to to a person who hasn't experienced those kinds of things. But um, the Ram and the Mora. In the introduction to the Mora, he says he has a different reason for um, for Marshall. And um, qualitatively a different reason. The first, these reasons, like keeping it out of the hands of, of, of people who aren't ready for it, that's kind of like a, a Marshall, you use the Marshall as a safeguard. Like you really could, of course, tell it to the person you want to convey it to, but when you're speaking or writing, you don't control who is who is uh, reading it. So you have to make sure to sort of code it. But the coding is kind of some sub, is a subterfuge, right? Ideally, you would be direct, but you can't be direct because you could fall into the wrong hands, so to speak, right? Or um, with the marshal of the uh, Ariel and those things. Those were, um, you could really describe it elaborately. It's maybe we said it's more concise. It's, you can maybe convey it to somebody who is not on on such a high level. But um, it would still seem that, that these uses of martial are not intrinsic and necessary. Because of the certain circumstances, um, they have to be used. But the Rama mentions in the introduction to the Mora, he seems to be saying there are certain instances where you have to use a muscle. A muscle is necessary. Um, I'll read it to you. It's not, it's not completely clear what it means. So something to work on here. He says, um, yeah. All right. So he starts off, of course, with his muscle of... Um, you know, people existing in, in the dark, and then they get a light flash, right? He says, uh, he's talking about, um, he's going to discuss in the Mora, he's going to discuss things about uh, Maisa Merkava, right, the secrets. Um, and he says, the sages 
may the memory be blessed following the trail of these books. Likewise, have spoken of them in riddles and parables. Where there's a close connection between these matters and the divine science, and they too are secrets of that divine science. Now he says, you should not think that these great secrets are fully and completely known to any among us. So these, the sodos that Chazal are um, conveying in Marshall, he says, are, you shouldn't think that they're fully and completely known to anyone among us. They are not. But sometimes truth flashes out to us so that we think that it is day. And then matter and habit in their various forms conceal it so that we find ourselves again in an obscure night, almost as we were at first, right? So it's a little bit better because maybe you have a somewhat of a, you know, when you see a flash and then it gets dark, you still sort of see it a little bit, right? <laughs> okay. We are like someone in the very dark night over whom lightning flashes time and time again. Okay. Among us, there is one for whom the lightning flashes time and time again, so that he is always, as it were, in unceasing light, but still flashing, still flashing. Light, uh, thus night appears to him as day. Okay. Uh, you, you're familiar with this muscle. So he goes through that idea and he's trying to show you that, um, that no one is fully in the light. Okay, even the great Chacham is still just more series of flashes. In other words, you always, you always kind of um, have that, like he says before, matter and habit in their various forms conceal it, so that we find ourselves again in an obscure, in an obscure night. So, but 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 even for the greater person, he's still apparently saying. He can't can't uh, break free completely of the um, of the physicality, and that constantly creates a barrier. And he has to he he's always working to um, to perceive anew. It's not like a steady state of perception. Yeah. Why is it the case that the darkness can? Right. No, he's saying when you gain it, when you gain that knowledge. The um, the fact that you're that you're uh, a physical existence, and you have to engage that physicality, that he says tends to obscure it. It's a conflict. Saying the 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 the, the reality is obscured by the attachment to the physical, and to the investments of the energy in that in that physical, and the average person. I guess he can get an insight and then essentially he goes back to it and he's almost like he's in the dark again. A greater person who's more motivated and more affected by that knowledge, he still can, he still is not um, free of the, uh, of the, um, of the force of the physical. And he's therefore, going to be naturally tend to slip back into it, but apparently the power of his knowledge is able to keep him in a state where he is constantly being re-exposed, so to speak. Okay, I'm I'm not, not, it's not my point to analyze the, the, exactly what's going on over here. So 
there's a lot to uh, to think about here, and I'm not that, that's not the topic for tonight. So, but again, I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention it because he says, um, okay, the intervals are greater or shorter, right? Um, and then he says, um, okay, he's got the uh, the stone. It's right, so the whole muscle of there. But in the end, he says, the truth, in spite of the strength of its manifestations, is entirely hidden from them. Okay, then he's like this. Know that whenever one of the perfect wishes to mention, either orally or in writing, something that he understands of these secrets, according to the degree of his perfection, he is unable to explain with complete clarity and coherence even the portion that he has apprehended. Okay, one more time. So, if someone, one of the perfect, right? Whenever one of the perfect, meaning someone who's described before has a high level of knowledge, constant state of uh, flashing, uh, you know, knowledge is uh, he's, he's basking in the in the, in the in the light of knowledge, but. If he wants to teach it to you, either orally or in writing, okay, something that he understands of these secrets, and it says according to the degree of his perfection, he is unable to explain with complete clarity and coherence even the portion that he has apprehended. And he could do as he could do with the other sciences whose teaching is generally recognized. So he's trying to say there's something different about teaching metaphysics, teaching these secrets, than there is about teaching, I don't know, mathematics or natural uh, natural philosophy. Okay. Why? He says, rather there will befall him when teaching another that which he had undergone when learning himself. So if he tries to teach it to somebody else, the same things that happened to him when he was trying to understand it for the first time, when he was trying to, to learn it, will occur. Now, if I would stop there, you would think he means to the student, right? Like the student is going to have to go through. I thought the, was uh, Yeah, you would think, why, why would he have to go through... Um, or, or you think he means just the steps, right? He'll have to go through the same steps, right? He'll have, he he have to convey to the student in the, in the manner that he attained it. Hmm? Is he still using the Mashal Leiden? No, I don't think so. I just wanted to, I wanted to start there because in the beginning of there he says nobody has um, they're not fully they're not fully and completely known to anyone among us, and 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 that's what he comes back to over here. Because he says, there will befall him when teaching another that which he had undergone when learning himself. I mean to say that the subject matter will appear, okay, it comes back, flash, and then be hidden again. As though this were the nature of this subject matter, be there much or little of it. For this reason, all the sages possessing knowledge of God the Lord, knowers of the truth, when they when they aimed at teaching something of this subject matter, spoke of it only in parables and riddles. So he's trying to say 
that they need to speak in parables and rules. Like essentially, like when you when you teach this kind of a thing, this is the only way you can teach it. How's that? And this is what he was hinting at when he was criticizing the, the second cot. And he says that um that they are very deficient, they're making a big mistake. Uh, they think they're very wise. Uh, he says they're really more foolish than the first group. He says, if they would have trained themselves, they would have been prepared in the, and to know how to write in this matter, right? Kiyos, and, and they would be trained in the practical elements of philosophy when you had to teach it. Then they would have recognized that they were chachamim because they would, have, they would have understood that philosophy like this has to be taught in these kinds of ways. I think that's what he's getting at. Um, but what does this mean? I mean, first of all, why is it, it goes back to the question before, why is it that after he's already gained his knowledge, he still doesn't, when he tries to teach it, he goes back into the same situation as he was before? And how would the mushal, and how does the mushal help? Let's just see what Kafach has on this. Let's see how he, how he says... Veda kigam Okay, so when someone who is perfected, according to the level of his perfection, wants to um to, to teach um yeah he wants to say something that he understands of the sodos whether it's oral or with his pen lo yucha levair vafilu kidei hasargoso bi or shalim baofen misudar kiderach shu osa b'shara madayim what does that mean by that exactly he can't teach it in a in a in an orderly fashion like he would do with other studies. Asher Limudan Yadua, whose teaching is known. There's, there's a, you want to study, uh, you want to know chemistry, there's a, there's a very uh, well-known methodology. You start with periodic table, you talk about uh, the charge, you talk about, right? There's, there's a very simple, clear path of progress in chemistry, in mathematics. You, you, you build piece to piece to piece, right? You go, uh, okay, maybe there are different styles of doing it, but essentially it's a fixed it's a system of facts and information, and they have to be presented in an orderly fashion, one leading to the other, one building on the other, right? But there's a clear pathway of teaching. Just, this is not like that. These, these subject matters are not like that. You want to know geometry? It's very, you start with the postulates, right? You move. It's very clear how to, pro, how to, pro, how to progress. 
in a certain sense, you could say it's linear, right? <laughs> but apparently saying in philosophy, there's no such thing like that. There's no such thing like that. In the, in, in the Sodos, there's no clear, well-trodden path of start here, there, 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 and then you have the Sodos. It's something that has no surah like that. It's, 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 it's a deep, abstract idea, and it's not something that, that you can simply uh, say, well, if you know X, Y, and Z, the sod will be clear. It doesn't work that way. There are different things that stop different people from seeing it. There are, there are just... There are just difficulties in grasping it. Okay. And therefore, he's saying you can't simply lay it out. There's no, there's no, um, there's no model or, uh, or, or, or set, um, coursework for it. He says, but why is he this? This is the part that's hard to understand. He says, um, let me see how it goes. He says, Afilu Kide Hasagoso. Yeah. He says he can't do it in, in a clear way. This is the key part. He says, but it will occur to him when he teaches another. Okay. Like what happened to him when he taught it to himself or when he learned to himself. He says, that's the nature of this, um, that's the nature of this thing. Whether you have a lot of it or a little of it, it is bleeding. The mind sees it, and it's obscure. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. You see it, and and, and, and a minute later, it's hidden. It will appear, flash, and then be hidden again. As though this were the nature of the subject matter, be there much or little of it. This happens to be one of the times where Friedman's translation is bad. He has he has like a he has something in there that, that's we can't. It's hard for us to, to 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 give an example, of course, of how this works. But the idea he's saying is that at the time that he has it, and that goes back to the flashes. It's he he can have it for 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 a time. But it's it's like the Ramam says about the um, you know the, an idea is um, an idea is only the the process of thinking, right? An idea is an existence in in in, in, in an idea is like an activity, you know. You can't have an idea. Um, and store it. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm talking about like the 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 salt. It's the activity of the. Uh, it's the contemplation of of knowledge. 
an idea is um, there's the Odea, the Adua, right? The idea. Is that the insight from Yeah, right, right. An idea is an actualized um, uh, activity of thinking, right? So the point I'm trying to make is like this. If a person has a very deep recognition of something, you can't just like convert it into digital form and store it somewhere. You know I mean, and then, and then say you have it. Right? You only have it to the degree that you're contemplating it. And I think it's what part of what he means. We're not we're not existences that can stay in a steady state of contemplation. So the idea is real and true while you're uh, thinking about it, and um, a minute later, if you're not thinking about it and it's not you're not comprehending it. So of course you've been you definitely have been changed by it, and um, but but you can't say that you have the clarity of that idea unless you're actually thinking about it and perceiving it. The, the, the minute you stop thinking about it and stop perceiving it, then you're you're out of that idea. Okay, and and the Ram seems to be saying also that that um, these deep ideas. That's what I was saying before. You can't simply, it's not a matter of, of um, to teach them means you have to be able to um, see the connection, right? To know, to teach something means you have to be able to demonstrate its its truth, meaning its proof. But in, in these kinds of areas, the methodology of proof, apparently saying, is not the same as in other sciences. It, it, it's, it's, it's not... Like I was saying before, if I want you to understand chemistry, okay, I can tell you, well, there's there's there are these elements and uh, and there's the, the neutrons and the proton, whatever, there's the whole system and build it up. It says these are the, the ideas of uh, of what he's calling the secrets are really things that are the causes that are behind all of these ex- existences. And you really have to just um you have to be able to, you have to be able to give people a a way of abstracting these ideas and again it, 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 we can't really explain what 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 it is because we don't experience what it is but to a little degree we can and that is sometimes if something if you're let's say you're you're in a shear and there's a very difficult idea right you're, you you hear a really abstract concept it happens to everybody everybody can relate to it to some degree and you can see it and you can think about it. And then a minute later, you don't remember exactly what it was. But at the time you were thinking about it, you really understood it. And it's the type of thing that unless you're completely focused and you have all of your energies uh, involved uh, and all your faculties at work, you're not going to have the clarity of that idea. So you can see it. And then maybe you get distracted or maybe you get tired or something else pops in your mind and it'll be gone. And, and, and the Ram is saying, even the greatest people, says, first of all, they don't have what he calls full and complete knowledge because it's not possible. These are, these are 
these are by definition ideas that we can only see the reasons for. We can see like hints to, because to see them fully, we'd have to be, uh, we we have to be, you know, out of this, out of the framework that we're, that that we exist in. We'd have to be able to be. We have to be in that in that uh, framework, which we're not. Again, I, I don't want to. But the point is like <laughs> the point is like this. Just to catch you up for a quick second, the yeah, Ram is discussing. Yeah. He's discussing that sometimes you need a marshal, and you can't teach without a marshal. Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying we use a muscle to keep people away from ideas or to maybe expand on something, saying like this is like in certain areas of metaphysics, which calls the secrets. He says it's not possible to teach without a muscle. He said why. He said, because even the person who has the knowledge, who wants to do the teaching, he has it in a certain, in a, he has it even to himself in a um, tenuous way. It's not like something that you can, it's not a type of an area where you can say, I've got it, it's perfectly clear, and I can now just uh, bank it, you know, and, and recall it. It's not like it's not like something like 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 a like like data. It's not it's not a piece of information. Like chemistry, physics, all these things. Ultimately, you can reduce them down to information. You say, okay, yeah, I, I know how interactions work. I know how to compute uh, a uh, you know a, a chemical reaction. Whatever it is, you it might be hard to learn, but certainly you know ultimately it comes down to some kind of um, information that you have to recall and apply. But he's saying these ideas are like an idea about malachim, ideas about uh, God's existence. These ideas are straining the limit of human intellect. Right? By definition, you're kind of like at the edge of what you can do. And therefore, it's always like a glimpse and obscure. Even to the person who has it, he he only has it in a sort of, like he calls, flashes, flashes. But it's never perfectly clear. He may be very, very convinced of it, but he can still only see part of it. And therefore, when he's trying to convey it, even in the conveying of it, he he will still have that. He won't be able to have a complete picture and say, "Ah, I have the complete whole, and now I know exactly how to give you the parts to get the whole." He himself doesn't have a complete picture, so he says, "How therefore? How can he teach it?" He says he has to give marshal, and by and like Yaakov saying is a marshal. If if at the time of his clarity, the marshal kind of can 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 be the framework, like a uh, a um, a um, it'll be a it'll be something concrete first of all, so that you can recall it, right? Because it's converted into some kind of a story or some kind of a imagery. And as long as when he is fully aware of it, he can construct this model. It'll be a way to it'll be the only way to teach it because. It'll be something that'll be complete that if you can think about and think into properly, 
it will make sense. Uh, when it makes sense, it means you have attained the, uh, the the objective. It's kind of like a uh, like a roadmap. So here 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 is the riddle, and I've and now I've now I'm able to I've accomplished one thing. I can I can take I can take the the idea and kind of convert it into a, a complete uh, portable uh, transmissible statement, right? And um, because because the idea itself is impossible to do, so I can have like a some kind of a marshal that's modeled off of the idea, and 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 that's the only way you can do it. And Ram says later on, he says, and if you would try to not use marshal but to use words, it wouldn't make any sense either. The words themselves wouldn't make any sense, right? He says um, they even multiplied because. The words um, you have to use like very very specific words that uh, that they themselves would be obscure to anybody who doesn't have doesn't know what they're representing. It would be, it'd be the same problem. <laughs> okay, but anyway, that that was uh, that was the last point I wanted to mention about Marshall. That, uh, that that in those cases Marshall is is necessary. Okay, but so those are the reasons why Chazal used Marshall. Again, sometimes they want to keep it from other people. Sometimes it's a it's an efficient way to expand on on a concept. Uh, and sometimes the Ram says, in the highest level, it's it's the only way. Okay, let's pick up over here on the bottom of Kuf Lamadzayim. He says he's described the three classes of people when it comes to Chazal, right? The ones who the Kata Rishona was the one. That um, are basically um, uh, religious, but they take everything literally, and they ascribe to Chazal these these superpowers. Right. Uh, the second group, he says, are irreligious essentially; they are secular, and they they also take the Chazal literally, and they uh, use it to um, deride the Chazal to to to, to to be mavazdan, and the third the third cat he says was the very small cat, and they are the ones that when they 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 know the reality of the greatness of Chazal, and they recognize when the statements don't make sense, they know the difference between possible and impossible and necessary, and uh, when they come across a statement that they don't understand, we saw in the Hakdama he says they're mitzayer right they feel very upset. How is it possible that? I'm so far away from truth that when I see a statement that I know has to be true, it looks crazy to me, right? And and, and it bothers them, and they and they uh, they don't describe a deficiency to Chazal, but they describe it to the, they ascribe it to themselves, and they hope that someday they'll be able to understand what it means. So those are the three groups. Now he says like this: the im ata hakore. If you, the reader, okay. That's you, me, everybody here. If you are from one of the first groups, okay, al Don't look into anything I'm talking about now. Okay, stop the book. Stop reading. Close the book. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so why? Why? So it's interesting. He's grouping the first two 
kitos together, right? Whether you're the ones who are in favor of Chazal or the ones who are using it to uh, make fun of Chazal, either one of those groups, you should just stop reading because why? Because nothing from what I'm about to say will be uh, appropriate or fitting for you. Nothing, nothing will 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 be uh, fitting, right? Yeah. The low ode. So no, it's just it's just not going to make any sense to you. It's not going to, right? It's not going to stim. The low ode. Not only is it not going to be uh, fitting, but yaziklecha. It's going to harm you. This is not a you, and you will hate it. Okay. So now appropriately the Ram uses the marshal, right? And he says it would be like how could food, right? That is um that is Kale hakamos and mutsoi haikos. So kamos is a substance, right? Ikos is a quality. So if it had, if you take a good a food that is light in its substance and balanced, the mutsoi, right? Balanced in its quality, how is it possible that that would be good or would be uh, fitting for a person who has accustomed themselves? To bad heavy food. Okay. Hello, rock yaziku v'yisna aim. Won't it just harm him and he'll hate it? Hinach roe. Take a look. Right. Dover osem shahur glu v'achilas habetzelim v'ashumim v'adogim. Look at the people who were accustomed to eating onions and garlic and fish. Al hamon. How did they react when they got the mon? Mahu They were complaining. They were complaining. So he's making a mushroom of here. He's saying, just like someone who's accustomed to bad foods, when he gets the perfect food, mon is the perfect food, perfectly balanced, right? It doesn't weigh you down. And how did they react to the mon? They hated it. They hated it, okay? And apparently saying they harmed them. We have, to, we have to think about what this means. In the same way, if you are accustomed to, if you're in, from one of the first two categories, apparently that means you're accustomed to something that is bad, right? Like in the martial, accustomed to bad food, you're, I guess you're accustomed to bad thinking. And therefore, good ideas are going to be Harmful to you, and you will hate them. Not only will they not fit in, but you'll hate them. Right? That's his that's that's his analogy. Uh, mon, perfect food to a person who's had a lifetime of a bad diet is like my ideas to people who've had a lifetime of cut one or cut two. <laughs> so it's not me; it's you. <laughs> 
So just close the book. Is he baiting you or not? Come on. Who's going to read this book and close it at this point? <laughs> well, I guess the question is, will anybody identify themselves with the first or the second cut? I guess the second cut, definitely not. But um, yeah, anyway, so, 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 so the questions, I guess, over here are, yeah. Um, yeah, what does he mean he's going to harm you? What what is that muscle to to the uh, to the to the food? And um, yeah, and, w- and what kind of a harm is is it going to cause? Not not totally clear. Yeah, go ahead. And, and why are these? Uh, and what is the characteristic of this first and second group that is going to create cause this reaction? Yeah. Which words are we, is he talking about? He's saying what he's about to talk about. So I guess we have to know what what is he about to talk about. I mean, that's a good question. But um, what he's about to talk about is what he's been, um, you know, what he started off with, which is basically what, what the true idea of Olamada is. Hmm. Right? Like he started off with people have different ideas of what Olamada is. It's a family reunion. It's going to be uh, living in, in nice houses. It's going to be dominance over the uh, the other nations. You know, people had all those different ideas, and he's going to try to now go into um, a purely intellectual idea of, of, of all the models. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what, what about the marshal? It's, it's an interesting marshal. If you have, if you're accustomed to bad food, well, why is that true? Let's just think about that marshal. I mean, he's telling you, I'm giving you a marshal. Think, let's think about it. This, this should be, this should help us to understand the nimshah. So he's saying, why were those people in the midbar complaining about the mon? How is it possible? The mon was the best, perfect food. So why were they complaining about the mon? Why did they hate it? You must say when he says it's going to harm them. He can't mean it's actually going to harm them, right? I don't think the mon was actually hurting them, but he means to say it caused them some kind of a pain. You know what I mean? By real food, by real food, maybe you could say that. But he's giving you this example from the mon, or maybe he's only talking about the mon in terms of the the fact that they that they, that they hate it. And he says, "No, hello, hello, rak yazikuhu v'yisnoim hinach roa." He sounds like he's Saying it's this is this is exactly the analogy. It could hurt them physically. Maybe they had pain when they ate the mon. But he's blaming them for that, saying that's because of your deficiency. Anyway, yeah. So what do you say? What do you say? You have enough to think about. In other words, in other words there's, there's a there's a re, there's a there's a purpose to eating. There's a true purpose to eating would be nutrition, sustenance, right? And if you were eating uh, for that purpose, so you naturally would choose simply the foods that are the healthiest and uh, achieve that that objective uh, the most most efficiently. He says, but, but what does it mean if a person is accustomed to bad food? So it means to say he's he's looking for a different objective from the food, right? To him, eating is not about health and, and sustenance and nutrition. It becomes associated with other objectives, namely uh, pleasure, right? Some kind of idea of pleasure. So he's saying if a person is accustomed to eating in that manner, 
I'm not sure if he's saying there's some physical changes in his in his uh, if there are any physical changes, but but basically he associates the idea of eating with a certain kind of a um, good, and it's not the true uh, good of the food. So therefore, if you give the guy, if you give him mon, it's going to hurt him. How's it going to hurt him? In the sense that the experience, he's going to say, this is not eating, right? You call this eating, right? Because uh, eating to him meant, oh, well, let's put it like, when he was eating, he was nourishing a different part of himself, right? He was nourishing a certain idea of, uh, a certain element in his psyche of pleasure, a certain, right, a certain idea of um, whatever it was exactly. So, so now when you feed him the mon, it's not accomplishing that. So it's going to be, it's not matim. It doesn't fit. Right? The experience of what he expects and what he's getting are totally different. So that's painful. When a person has a certain anticipation and um, and an expectation. And albeit from a distorted source, nonetheless, when he comes to it and he's not getting what he thinks food is is supposed to deliver, it's going to be a painful experience. He's going to hate it, right? So he's saying, so too, if you're in the first two ketos, what what's the what's the what's the quality of those first two ketos? They're not they're not motivated by wisdom they're not they're not they have emotional um methodologies they're they they their thinking is maybe um childish and uh, imaginative and all those first groups who were looking forward to these kinds of um you know fantasy uh lives of uh, of Olamaba. Or, or, or the second guy, for sure. They're not really interested. They're interested in ego, right? So if you're a type of a person, he says, whose whole, um, you know, your, your whole mode of of, of thinking and uh, is is emotional and and you're not interested in truth, the third cat is the cat that's looking for truth. He says. If that's the type of person you are, then what I'm about to tell you, you're going to hate. Because what I'm about to tell you is an idea of the ultimate schar, the ultimate gemol of, of, of Olam Haba in, in a purely, that, that is a, 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 a purely intellectual experience. And that's where he's going with all this. So, he says that's if you don't value chachma as an ideal, then you're not going to be able to accept an idea of the greatest reward of olam haba in the as an expression of the as the ultimate expression of uh, of, of attaining wisdom. You're going to be like like the person who says, um, you know, eating was pleasure and stuffing yourself and they telling me, they giving me 
what what eating really is supposed to be, it's going to be a total letdown. It's going to be a total disaster. So he says, if you have people who's who their whole they're, they're pursuing this kind of a value in 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 life, you tell them, ah, but olam haba is going to be something completely different from what they value here. It's going to be very uh, painful. It's. It's. I think that's where he's going over here. He says, "It's not going to be. It's not going to. It's going to be a rude awakening. You're going to say this is this is all Mama? What about the houses and in, in the cat and all the, in the first the four katam? You know the the reunions and all these other things. That's. He says there's no reason to go further. There's no reason for you to 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 look into anything further." You're not going to accept it. You're going to hate it. And I'm not sure if he means it's going to harm you in a real sense, but it means it's going to be like a painful thing. And apparently, it's better off to stay where they were, where they are, than to um, than to hear the truth that is painful, because they're going to reject it. Yeah. Well, you need to say. Hmm? Can you say that the harm is that they'll double down, you know, their beliefs? And... Maybe. But if you like the third group, yeah, he says, um, if you're the third group, that every time you hear something from their words, that the seichel distances, right? You say, I, I don't understand. This is this is this is beyond the. Uh, Comprehension doesn't make any sense. But instead of like the first cut or second cut, right, where you accept it as this is what they say, no, no, you hold on to it. You don't pass a judgment on it, right? And you know that it must be a riddle and a marshal. No, he's trying to express you're, you're motivated by the search for wisdom. You're not motivated by the sense of saying, I know it, or uh, the desire to put yourself above them. You're really looking for Chachma. And that's a very hard thing for a person to, to do, to read something and accept the fact that they don't understand it and recognize that um, that is beyond them at this moment. By the way, I, I forgot to mention one other thing in um, that the Rambam mentioned in the Hakdama when he was talking about... Um, now Chazal used Marshall. I have to find it again. But he, he made a point that that um, Chazal themselves, when they talk about the previous generations, they recognize how far uh, they've uh, how far they are from their level, right? And they recognize there are things that the, that the earlier generations understood that are um, that are beyond them. them. And, and the famous statement where he says, the, 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 the Rishonim were like an ulam, right? You know, the Gemara says, this is the Amorai, I'm discussing it. The Amorai is saying the, the earlier generations, their, their mind was like wide, like expansive, like a banquet hall. So then we're like a crack in the wall. You know what I mean? Like they, they recognized that um, that there were ideas that the earlier generations understood, and 
statements of theirs apparently that they recognized they they needed to delve into and 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 and, uh, and decipher, and they didn't just take things that they said uh, at face value, and they recognized that there was a um, a, a you know a, a diminishing of the uh, of, of the of the knowledge, and when they see something, you know they they they, they have to be eyeing deeply into it. They don't put the previous generations on their level. They recognize that they're striving to to understand um, what what they did. So anyway, so that's that's the third guy. He's doeg limso derech emes v'rayon hatzedek moshe alma limso divrei chefetz ksov yosher divrei emes. His boning b'divorei tasik to elas emir sashemisala. So if you're that third category, stay tuned. Okay. But listen to what he says. Puts a kind of puts a, a tall order. Think into my words, and you'll achieve. You'll reach there. Toeles, uh, right? The um, the value in Yirtzah if God will be. So he's still trying to show you. It, it's not. It's not a simple, straightforward manual. Now, I'm not. You have to. You have to be zocha to to those flashes. Okay. So let's just get it started. We have five few minutes. He's like this. So now he's finally going to start talking about what he wanted to talk about. Da. You should know. Okay, he gives a famous analogy. Just like a blind person can't perceive color, okay, because color is a quality in um, in, in in what you see, right? In other words, you see objects, and then they have a certain quality. Color is one of the qualities. So it's like a, an accident in what you see. Ram makes an astounding statement. An astounding statement. He says, basically, he says, if you lack the faculty, right, you won't be able to perceive the um, that which the you can't understand other than through the faculty of that um, of that knowledge. So sight is only color and vision; those things are only known through um, eyesight. Sounds only known through the ears, right? Through uh, uh, he says the, the idea of a taivas a mishkal. That's only if a person is uh, has the um, he's complete. He says, so too, he says, a physical body cannot perceive the pleasure of the nefesh. It has a nefesh. But it has a nefesh, right? <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. So why? There was the, I understand the blind person can't perceive color, right? Because He's not. There's nothing he's ever experienced, and um, it's impossible to have a concept of something that uh, that you have no experience of. But 
but but we have a nefesh. But what does he mean? The gufos. He says lo yasigva gufos. So you might say he means what a guf without a nefesh. He says kukishem sheein hadog makir yisod haish mipnesh hu shori behofko kach lo yodeya baolam hazeh gashmi taanuge olam harufni. He says, and just like the fish, okay, a um, hypothetical fish, right? A thinking fish, just like the fish doesn't recognize the sort of Aish because he lives in, a, in an environment that is the opposite of it, right? So too, uh, so too, uh, in this world, which is physical, right? Lo yodeya gashmi. We can't know in this physical world the pleasures of the spiritual world. It would be like the physical is like the water. The physical world is like the water, and the spiritual experience is like fire. And in this in this world, we can't have that experience. What do we have? What about the pleasures that what pleasures do we have? He says that's all physical. He says, Sha'in Etslainu Klau Oneg, Zulas Oneg Agufos. Vasogas Akushim Minamacho Vamishbevatashus. The Koshu Hutz Mizeh, I read you Etslainu Bilti Motsi. But basically, he is saying Ruchnis does the the pleasure of Ruchnis doesn't exist. He's putting as he's why rather business. What is that? What is that feeling? 